Welcome to episode 31 of the Unstoppable Podcast with special guest Michael Devlin. My name is Dan J. Gregory and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answers to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the Unstoppable Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard from Dr. Julian Hosp and learned how he left his medical career behind, became a professional athlete, and then built a seven-figure business. Be sure to check it out. Now, regardless of whether you're a startup or an established business, I know how hard it can be to get success online. I also understand how daunting online marketing and social media can appear. But in today's show, our special guest, award-winning digital marketer, Michael Devlin, breaks down those barriers to show you that you do not need huge budgets to skyrocket your sales online. Michael is an e-commerce rock star with over a decade of experience, having personally built multiple seven-figure e-commerce stores and generated over £5 million in sales in the UK and $14 million for his clients in the US. In 2015, Michael sold the intellectual property rights and patents for his Core 150 product in a seven-figure deal, following a period of huge growth where his product sold just under half a million units inside of just 36 months across 28 different countries. What began as an Amazon product quickly turned into a phenomenal commercial success and a hugely recognizable brand with a loyal global fan base. In today's show, we go deep into what it takes to build an online brand and create a profitable e-commerce business on Amazon, and we'll be talking about how to build consumer trust, deliver awesome customer service, and how to implement strategies to ensure that you build a profitable business with a solid base of loyal customers. Let's jump into the show. I'm ready to rock. Well, big welcome to Michael. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And pleasure to be um, here, dude. Awesome. And uh, we've been on a journey to get this episode set up, and I'm really excited for the session. Um, Michael, could you give the guests a bit of a frame for exactly what you do right now with your at business? At this moment in time, on a recap, well, just at this moment in time, um, I'm currently um, in the process of just ready to launch a new software as a service system which helps um, e-commerce marketers bring products to market help with tools with uh, competitive analysis to find out what products are actually selling um, to track the product so on and so forth um, using and harnessing the power of Amazon Um, we're also in the process of launching mass conversions which is my complete education academy to take you from top to bottom in terms of scalability for a physical product in e-commerce Amazing. And um, I know you've had some phenomenal success with Amazon. I'd, I'd love to really get into that no in a moment. But before before you started your e-commerce journey, where, where did you, what was your first beginnings in terms of stepping into the world as an entrepreneur? Um, t- well, I've been self-employed pretty much since um, since I was 18. So going back, it's, it's going back a fair, a fair, a fair shout now. <laughs> You're making me feel old now. Yeah. I'm trying to get the recollection going here. Um, so, I mean, I, I've been self-employed since that time. First online business was back in 2006. 
I've been studying um, marketing since 1999. I was always interested in it, the whole the whole funnel aspect of things, mostly through mail dropping. And um, I used to buy the F1 cars, you know, the, the wheels, and then you would get the spoiler and you'd get the body kit. So I was familiar with the funnel. That used to always intrigue me. So I, I was always really interested in, in the sales process online, but didn't really launch my first e-commerce business until 2006, which was in the sports nutrition world. And I built that from zero to 2.8 million inside three years and that was subsequently acquired by a company in boston uh, which was one of the largest supplement distributors at that time wow wow so how did, how did that come about i mean how did you decide on the product and how did you take it well to the market? i was actually selling third-party products at that time so branded name products like optimum nutrition bsn all your big brands and then i i, I was self-taught in paid search and search engine optimization so i began to index all of the brands at the top of search. So that was where a lot of the success came from. Um, I, I, I used to keep fit and look after, well, I've always kept fit and looked after myself. I, f- I feel that it's a huge part of entrepreneurship, uh, healthy body, healthy mind and all that sort of stuff. Really, really important to uh, to fuel yourself on the right in the right levels. Um, and I, I would, uh, that's where the whole idea for the sports nutrition commerce movement came. And yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great, it was it was an um, amazing education process, but it was also um, it, it was a it was a very very steep learning curve for me, which I'll go into as as we as we get into the interview because it wasn't all roses. Let me tell you. Awesome. That's I mean that's that's that brings us nicely onto the next bit. But in terms of that initial start, then so you were using branded products that already existed, third party products, and then you would use different marketing strategies to drive traffic. What to your was that your Amazon store? You were driving traffic. It to was. At that point? It was a, an e commerce store at that point, and then I fast realized that, or quickly realized that the 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 the, the, the shopping carts wouldn't really wouldn't behave well I started to understand bounce rate uh, and it was all down to the fixed shopping carts and it's still still the exact same to this day so many people in e-commerce have never actually bought anything from themselves <laughs> so it's, what, it's one of the <laughs> first things I ask an e-commerce student when they come to me and they're like oh my website's not really performing that well and I, my conversion rate isn't good I said have you actually bought anything from your website no <laughs> and I'm like well how do you know what the shopping experience is like so some of these carts are a little bit fixed. They've got long page sequences, and that's what was happening to me. And then I, I quickly discovered the importance of optimizing the checkout process. So I got a custom checkout process done, and our conversion rate just went right off the scale at that point. So that was a, a real learning curve for me. And when you're dealing with pay per click, you have to get your 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 conversion rate on point, or you uh, you you will melt your credit card very very quickly. So, so talk to me about that first, that first major brand. Then, in terms of that third, when you when you sold your brand for, was it? Did you say it was two point eight well, we million dollars? Two point eight million, and then we had the, one of the largest sports nutrition manufacturers um, and and wholesalers, which who were based in Boston, second after Bodybuilding.com at that time, round about two thousand and eight. Wow. And they had come in and acquired that that e-commerce store. They were in acquisition mode and buying a lot of e-commerce stores and we had a major foothold in the uk and e-commerce market but again when they had come into us we were also we were selling all branded products and then what started to happen was all the branded products started to pull the brands in-house so we had all these pages indexed and seo right at the top using search engine optimization strategies and had all of these pay-per-clicks campaigns running of course once you're indexed 
from a search engine optimization point of view, your 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 pages are anchored there, and there's a lot of work went into to getting the, the pages listed. It's fine with paid search; you can turn that off. All of those hours were all dead because literally, when all the brands started to pull their brands back in house, we had pages that had to serve up four hundred fours or redirect to the home page, for example. So wow. uh, we, we lost all the indexing on them, which really really impacted on the turnover of the business. And of course, I was retained as the head of marketing in that business, online marketing. So it was a real eye-opener for me. Thankfully, A, I didn't own the company uh, at that time when all of that started to happen. Um, And at that point, it was a lesson for me that that, that private labeling and branded products was, and I I use those two words sparingly because private labeling kind of is branding, but you really want to private label with a view to building a brand. And that's where the eye-opener came for me at that point. So what have some of the biggest challenges been upon your e-commerce journey so far? Biggest challenges in e-commerce is getting your getting your traffic correct. There's so many sources now, but then there really was only only Google, um, Yahoo, and uh, and those were your search engines at that point where you were driving most of your traffic. The traffic wasn't, social media wasn't around it. Uh, in terms of social, it was forums. Remember back in the day, <laughs> I'm mm, using that term absolutely. back in the day too much these days, but back in the day it was forums where you would go in and you would create your links and you would have topical discussion points so in, in all in terms of the strategies and methods everything's quite the same it's only different it's different platforms now where it's facebook twitter but the behaviors are still the same for indexing and, and but they're, they're using social signals now the landing pages are now called squeeze funnels so everything has got all of these different names but the processes of getting traffic are more or less the same but back then it was mostly it was mostly the search engines that were your traffic drivers Great. And what, what happened then once you moved on from that business? What, what, what came Private next? labeling for me. And again, I identified how, how exposed you were of, of, of going SEO all out for other people's brands. And, and one of the biggest players, what I started to notice again in search was Google was favoring all of the Amazon pages. So I then started to notice that rather that you couldn't out, you couldn't out-index Amazon because of its indexing power. So at that moment in time, I just decided that then I'm not going to compete with this beast. I'm going to harness the credit card holdings within there and that's really when the success and and the whole the whole approach for us in terms of e-commerce changed at that point we didn't really want to build our own e-commerce presence we could harness creating real cool brands and putting them inside amazon and and that's the first thing i did which which was a sports nutrition brand and we 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 built that we put that inside amazon and that again was acquired in 2011 so we started to go through this whole identifying if you if you do build the brand and and and, and push forward and, and do all the things right by your customers you are noticed by the competition and you will get acquired wow i mean there's there's so many discussion points i want to get into on this but um, before i get into some of the, the nuggets around what it takes to be successful with amazon for example tell me um you know there's so many different vehicles that people can um, step into now for wealth and business building. What, who is who is an Amazon or an e-commerce business for? An e-commerce business is 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 not for those who want a lifestyle business. Now, I'm so so glad that you raised that, Dan, because there's so many courses out there right now that are telling you that you can build a seven-figure Amazon business uh, in in six weeks. Well, you can learn the foundations of what it takes to get a product to market, which is you do this, you you do that, and there's breadcrumb trails of where you go that can get you up to a certain point of being listed on Amazon. But again, over the last three months, Amazon has changed. The landscape is completely unrecognizable. And e-commerce, if you're going in, go in into, if it is a lifestyle business, then then 
perhaps use branded products to list on Amazon to get your feet wet, to understand, is this for you? Understand the margins, understand what it takes to manage and control stock. And if it is really for you, then you can switch and use that that customer base that you're building and switch it into your own private label product. But do not think for a minute that this is a, it is a hands-off business to a certain degree. But when you start to build a brand, you're very hands-on and the hands-on aspect of it is in the social aspect of where you have to get that one-to-one relationship with the customer on point. So I really need to get that across to the listeners that e-commerce, sticking a product on Amazon and just thinking that it's going to fly, that's not going to happen. And it's, it's really interesting. I remember being at a, you know, one of these multi-speaker business events and there was someone speaking. I won't mention who yeah. they were. Um, it was actually a very good presentation. Um, but I remember there was flocks of people buy, like running to buy this course, which was going to teach people to be become wealthy on one Amazon. And I, I just looked around at the people running to the back of the room. And, you know, we've all been to those types of events where that happens for all kinds of different courses yeah. and products. But I just thought, I just thought you surely you didn't come to this event thinking I'm going to become an Amazon retailer. So what makes you think in an instant that you're now going to be a successful entrepreneur on Amazon? Surely there has to be a certain, you, you must have a certain desire to build that type of business before you just make an instant decision that that's, that's the future of your entrepreneurial career. And it's, it was just really interesting. I think when people are making decisions about what kind of business to enter into, they need to understand that it's, there is no quick fix in any business model. And yes, there are some rapid success stories within any industry, but you have to be ready to take things seriously. And that's why I think it's important and it's really insightful to hear your perspective in terms of who it's for, because it's so important if you're going to step into this as, a, as an entrepreneur. And if you do want it as a lifestyle business, there's certain things you need to be be sure of to manage your expectations in terms of what's required to be successful. Because, you know, even if you want to build a lifestyle business, which is, you know, building for those for the listeners who aren't aware what that means, it's, it's building a, a business and an income stream that funds your lifestyle. You still need to be prepared to put in the work to make it successful. And there's no such thing as an overnight success story. So um, I, I really appreciate you answering no, that. And it's really important as well, Dan, that a lot of people understand the the metrics and the numbers and the conversion rate and the cost of profit, cost of goods, and the volatilities in e-commerce. So there's a lot of screen shares out there that are saying, oh, 300 grand a month or 100 grand a month. But what nobody does in those screen shares is tell you what that profit yield was. Was it 8%? Was it 4%? Was it 40%? Because you can easily mm-hmm. go on and get a, a 40 pounds or a $40 product on Amazon and blow out through the deal sites, which will instantly give you that sales trajectory and make you look like you're the guru. But what is happening is there's a lot of people doing that and they're getting people, they're releasing courses and getting people in on the false pretense that there's a massive 40% margin in there. They're showing you the process of bringing a product to market based on numbers that are volatile. Those numbers, they're not diving into the numbers. They're not drilling into them. And that is why with Mass Conversions, which is our new education academy and our new Amazon course, which is the Sons of Amazon, inside Mass Conversions, we dive into it. And it's over 12 months. We're taking you, taking the students on a journey over 12 months of how I'm going to be building 10 individual brands from scratch and showing you the volatilities that are involved in there. Yes, there is six six figure businesses. Yes, I have seven figure students, but these seven figure students are holding six hundred grand worth of stock. So, so it's mm. important that we, as the educators and the course deliverers, they understand that they've got a due diligence to let that student know. Because some people are going in there, and I, and I and I use the word student with with the greatest deal of respect because they are kind of students, but I will call them you know online partners as such. But 
there's people going in there, they're releasing money from their mortgages, they're potentially, they're reading entrepreneur books that says, you know, go ahead, go in there and quit your job right now. Well, you can't really do that in today's modern world. You've got bills to pay, you've got kids to feed, you've got wives to look after, and you really need to do things clever. So stay inside your job. By all means, put in the extra hours at night time and, and do the education. And once the wheels start to turn and your passive income starts to overtake your main income, then you can leave your job. Don't don't think that you have to go in and be the entrepreneur. And, and there's all about taking risk. But for me, it's calculated risk. Just be make, make sure that you're safeguarded. You know, you really have to make make sure that there's too many people preaching the wrong stuff. It's dangerous. I'd like to get into some of the key steps that people need to take to be successful. But before we do that, what's, what's, what, are the, what are some of the main opportunities right now when it comes to Amazon? But, and also the second point to that is, similarly, what are the pitfalls right now? So let's start with the opportunities. What are the, what are the kind of key opportunities when it comes to building an Amazon business The massive right now? opportunities with Amazon is Amazon's looking for brand behavior. Dan, now, when you go on and you, you go on and you list a product on Amazon, of course you're not, you don't have a massive budget. You don't have the same budget as Under Armour, Nike, and, you know, Gillette and all these other, uh, but that's really not what I'm meaning. What, what I'm meaning with building a brand and giving Amazon the right brand signals is having a social structure correct, having all of that stuff professionally professionally done, making sure that you're sharing the links across the right places and, and engaging with your customers, running paid traffic. So you have to understand all of that. And that's one of the parts of mass conversion, which is the new training academy, is that we don't upsell. Once you're registered in there, there's no upsell. So it's one of the things that a lot of coaches I see doing, which is another thing that doesn't work in e-commerce, is upselling all the time. Now, marketer to marketer, normally what they'll do is they'll give you an opt-in, and if you want to learn more, it's this price, and if you want to learn more about that, it's this price. What they're doing is they're suffocating your your expansion fund, almost, or your growth fund, or your scale fund for your products. So I don't want to do that with my students. I want to say, once you're in, you're in, and if I bring out a Facebook course, you can you can watch that and, and adopt that into your business. A Twitter course, you can watch that and, and apply that into your business. So all of those strategies should be a one-year cycle for you to come in and apply all of those strategies to scale your business. Because ultimately, if, if, if I'm taking money for education, how, how are you meant to scale your business, right? But so the opportunities inside Amazon right now to answer your question is there is no better time, not just on Amazon, because Amazon's only one part of the jigsaw, but for you to build a brand and get that brand relationship with the consumers and the social channels, the opportunity is absolutely immense. It's incredible. Awesome. And, and tell, talk to me a little bit about the social channels, and, and firstly in terms of the importance of those channels, but then what does what does a strong brand presence on social look like in the e-commerce world? Well, well is how often is your link being shared? Are you being retweeted? How, how many times is your brand being mentioned? What is the conversation signals like? How much traffic are you driving in? Are you driving traffic in on, on discount codes? Or are you driving it in for to convert proper paid search traffic? And Amazon is identifying all of this now. And that's what's happening with all of these courses is they're giving you a one-size-fits-all. So it's very easy for Amazon as a product engine to identify these groups or these hordes or, of people all doing the same thing and then they just compress or sandbox your listing so this is why you have to be different one size doesn't fit all the approach fits all one size you know a particular approach will fit everybody because we're all running up to the same runway but once you get there we'll all be in different niches and that will all require different different interactions with different on different social platforms because our, our, our 
our consumers will be congregating in different areas. And that ultimately is what brand behavior is all about. And um, what are some of the major pitfalls right now then? I know we, we had a discussion on uh, Friday about the death of um, you know, uh, the death of private label on Amazon. What, 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 what yeah, does that mean? I got a lot of inboxes with that, man, <laughs> with that little clip that I put up. <laughs> well, really what I meant with that was is you can no longer just private label a product and sit it on Amazon and hope that, that, that it's going to index you and people are just going to come and buy it. You need to get the sleeves rolled up. You need to look at the the social behavior of the brand. You need to get the interaction with the consumer. You have to get your traffic ready and start to be driving your traffic perimeters in, whether it be through Google Paid Search, Facebook, Twitter ads, Instagram. These are all the perimeters that you have to learn. So this whole Amazon gold rush isn't going to happen because Amazon, if you just sit your product on there, you imagine how many products that are competing for that consumers uh, attention and, and amazon wants to the same way as what google wants to serve the most relevant page to a search topic amazon wants to serve the most relevant and also the most popular product to a buying customer so this is what's happening now with with that with the shopping engine is it's recognizing the difference between people who are gaming the system and people who are, who are actually trying to build a brand and amazon identifies this right across so it's scoring you across all of the all of the platforms and it will identify the brands that are that are driving traffic inside and it will identify the reason why you're driving that traffic in there is it to game its keywords or is it actually to get a conversion so very, very clever, clever setup. I've spoken to the marketing team inside. I've spoken to the engineers. I've, I've got friends that work inside Amazon. And this is what Amazon is looking for right now is, is proper brand behavior and signals from real users and real devices. I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, when you look at either the physical product market or the digital product market, there's always been throughout time at the beginning of a new kind of wave of opportunity, whether it's a new platform or a new new method of marketing there's always that beginning wave where people are looking for the shortcut that will create an instant return and there's always people that as we've already kind of partially discussed that will get a result through doing that but it's, it's never sustainable you, you can never game the big platforms and get long-term success yes you might be able to get an instant hit but no one remembers the people who got the instant hits because they're, they're, they're not sustainable as entrepreneurs because they lose the trust and I think building a sustainable brand is the same whether it's a physical product or a digital product, it's important to get that brand trust, creating awareness of your your brand and your products and, and, and building true relationships with your end clients and adding real value. And it's really refreshing to hear that. And it's really interesting, you know, the the the, the physical product world in terms of the Amazon world is, is not an area I personally had exposure for. So I was really, really excited about this conversation to learn more for myself. And um, that's, that's really key. So um, I, I'm really interested to know if someone was considering beginning an Amazon business right now, for example, what, what should be the first thing they do? Is, is it select a product? What, how, how, how does someone go about identifying how to start in this type of business model? Well, first of all, Dan, I mean, I can give all of the listeners free access to Profits Engine where we have a keyword-driven uh, competitive analysis, if you want, where we will reverse engineer any product that's on Amazon right now through keywords, long-tail keywords, um, just search phrase, key terms, whatever, and it will bring you back the best-selling products in that niche. And you can track them. So if you've got 10 ideas, you can see what the ones are all behaving like. You'll see their sales daily in real time. You'll be able to see if the, the, the price drops, the price increases, and it'll also be show you the actual seller rank as well, which is how popular that product is inside the Amazon platform. And if there's something there that tickles your fancy in terms of yeah, that's a, that's a niche that I'm really interested in because I'm passionate about it or, uh, you know, that's something I want to go into. 
is you can then take that product and you can do two things at this point. You can take a product that's already established, a brand if you have permission to do so, then sell it on Amazon as a retail arbitrage type type approach or you know a third party seller as such and understand the metrics of Amazon, play the game. Then you can go over and then private label. And once you private label, you then want to get your brand name together. You then want to get your, your website together of which Profits Engine will give you your own free website with your own free domain name as well. So that's one of the signals that Amazon looks for. And you can launch your product literally in, in, in a few months. But if you're going to play the game and you've never done it before, I can give you, we've got many techniques inside mass conversions that will let you understand many ways that you can come to market on Amazon playing without massive risk rather than going and committing to 25,000 units or 5,000 units and never really played the game and you really are on the back foot. So that's that. That's what I would give the, the, the best piece of advice to anyone that's wanting to, to, to kick this whole e-commerce journey off. It is an amazing time and opportunity right now, but get yourself in with the right movement and the right congregation of people. And, and I can assure you, 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 will, you, will, you will go from strength to strength. That's really interesting. I mean, last night, it's just interesting. I, um, I, I spent the weekend away and uh, whenever I travel, I take a... And I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty strong sleeper, but whenever I travel, I'm really affected by like bright lights. So if I'm if I'm sleeping somewhere and the, the curtains or the blinds <laughs> are very thin, uh, there's a message. There's a message to this tangent. But um, I always take these face masks with me to sleeping masks, and um, I've had mine for years, and it's kind of getting a bit worn out now. So I, last night I was I was lying in bed trying to identify on Amazon the ultimate sleeping <laughs> mask, and I, I was just yeah. I was just fascinated by how many products there were listed there. But what's quite interesting is that you know you've got the top products that, who have got say a thousand plus reviews, and you've got people at the bottom who have got just a trickle of reviews. How how important is it to to generate that kind of interest in terms of that population reviews when you when it comes to building your your product well, store? Uh, this is another. Uh, this this is going to start me off on a tangent now, Dan. Um, <laughs> there's one of this one of these misconceptions right now, and, and there's this topic that twitter is dying or twitter's shares are not performing or whatever twitter is the best platform for driving communication two way community is the only social platform where i can go on and jump into a conversation in real time right now of a topic that surrounds a product i'm selling and that is mm. social media if you can dive in there and say if you, if you imagine you tweeted because Twitter is a is a Tourette's of the mind. Just to look at Twitter in isolation real quick and it goes in topic and in line with what I'm talking about and what your problem was. And you tweeted when you got up this morning, couldn't sleep last night because there was a bright light outside my window and I had a sleep aid. So the first keyword I would look for inside Twitter is sleep or topical, which would be sleep. And if I seen your tweet come up, I would say, hey, Dan, seen you couldn't sleep last night. Here's a discount code for my product on Amazon or why don't you go try it or retweet to win it. There's competition happening tomorrow. So for there's a prime example of how I can then engage you. You will follow me and immediately you then start that relationship with the brand. So there's just an instance how quickly we can start that journey process of brand interaction and growing it. Amazing. And in terms of that kind of interaction, then that seems quite a kind of manually intensive process. Is there... Is, are there, is there <laughs> Are there methods of automation in terms <laughs> Can of Can I just that? get round to that as well, Dan? And, and to answer your yes. question, reviews aren't as, as important as conversions. Conversions are right. what is driving, is what drives Amazon. Amazon is a shopping engine. Amazon gets a percentage of every sale. Uh, just because you've got the most reviews and our algorithm inside Profits Engine 
identifies that doesn't mean that you're the number one seller. And just because you're organically indexed for a key term doesn't make you the number one seller in that category. So I need to be clear that your listeners understand that. And there is no such mm. thing as getting away from the pickaxe. You have to you have to dig for gold. You, yes. So forget about it. There's no there's certain parts that you can automate absolutely, but to really get to the nitty gritty, the pe consumers when when they're on their everyday life and you're on Twitter and you're on Facebook, they don't want a robot. They don't want spammed. They don't want a spam tweet. They want conversed with a real person. And if you can absolutely. take, imagine doing that just for ten people per day, and you're selling a fifty quid product with twenty five quid profit in there, or twenty five dollars fifty dollar product. Immediately, you know, you're, you're, you're running at $250 profit, £250 profit per day. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, there's uh, some significant gains. And I guess I guess the automated side comes more from the pay traffic and the search engine rankings that you... But there's, run, there's, there's a run-up process to that as well. You just, you just don't want to trigger paid traffic. And the, again, this is another method that we show you how we can get your cost per click from 120 down to around about three pence and it's all through the wow. retargeting it's in the empower the, the the brand building a brand on amazon the power is in retention these people who are private labeling products and sticking them on amazon and getting that one purchase you say you find a niche that nobody else has found and you build a six-figure brand and you're like that dude devlin he's he doesn't know what he's talking about i just made six figures so i just turned over six figures on amazon you might get that but the, the point that I'm trying to get to is that those customers that have just bought that product in Amazon are Amazon's customers. They're not yours. Mm. So you have to get them out of Amazon. You have to find of ways that are inside Amazon's terms of service to get that customer and that user base out of Amazon and into your own ecosystem, whether that be on social, whether that be via your own website, whether that be on the retention through social again. And these are all of the things that we teach you is that transitional point. You need to get that customer out and into your own ecosystem. Otherwise, all you have is turnover in Amazon. And if Amazon changed the game, which it's, which it's done similar to Google, when Google switched its and brought out its um, whole plethora of, um, of, of, of zoo-like um, updates, Penguin and Panda and whatever else, it, it changed <laughs> the entire landscape for, for products that were indexed. Amazon's doing the same thing. So honestly, guys, if you want to take that risk, then be my guest. But for me, that's not marketing. It's not building a brand. And that is not how you will have a sustainable long term and most importantly, an, an acquirable e-commerce business. That's a good point. I mean, firstly, the sustainability thing is, a, is, a, is such a key issue in any business model. Um, I think, you know, the amount of times I've made one-off purchases on Amazon and, and ended up not within someone's community or or even even aware of the brand, to be honest. You know, looking, for example, my mobile phone case, which I recently purchased, I, I haven't even got a clue what the brand is. Um, whereas the successful brands, whether it's offline, offline physical products or online stores or digital products, they will enable you to connect deep at a deeper level with the brand so for example you know i'm on a lot of different mailing lists i'm a you know i follow a large number of different people and brands on facebook and those people who have captured my attention captured my details are able to then build a long-term relationship with me and it goes beyond then just the phone case it might be then they offer me other other alternative complementary products uh, it's, it's over a, great, a period great, of time it's a great point to bring deepens. up dan because it's all about you can use amazon as a lead magnet as well which is an attractive offer inside the platform. And if your retention game is, and you're with the right marketers who show you how to retain that customer, you can then use the retention angle to upsell them into 
a higher purchase of your product within your brand. So when you're starting off your product and when we say the difference between private label and a brand is when you're, when you're private labeling a product, which you're, okay, I just I like that, I'm going to stick a logo on there. Or if you've got a brand, a brand is, is, is brand building potential of a product. So can I bring out a secondary product that will play into the hands of the same user base? That is what brand building is. So, for example, mm. the phone case that you mentioned, I might have had a unbreakable fo- or a rubber phone case that you can drop it and no matter what, it won't scratch your screen. So there would have been a, my upsell, maybe it was $49 or £50. Uh, that would have been, so I'd have sold you a phone case at maybe fifteen ninety nine and upsold you into um, my SAS phone case, which is just, these are names I'm making up, guys. I'm not even in the phone case market. Yeah. So th- this is the unbreakable phone case, right? No matter what way you drop it, it's just going to bounce forever. <laughs> so so I would have upsold you in there, but that would have been an easy process because you would have known who I am. But that has to be done in quite a quick succession because if, you, if I don't, in today's fast-moving pace, the customer will forget about it. So what would you say the kind of the three kind of main keys to success are right now in the, in the market as it uh, is? For Amazon or e-commerce in general? I, I think for, for, for Amazon firstly, and, it, and then if you'd like to extend it to, uh, yep. to e-commerce, if there's any distinctions, that'd be, that'd be I, great to hear. I think that there's no better time to validate a, a, a product than on the, the world's largest shopping engine, which is Amazon. Bring a product to market, validate that, con- that, that consumer base, that user base. And then transition that into the world of e-commerce by growing your brand, offering different products and services and taking your time and learning to become a great marketer by mastering one platform at a time. Master Amazon, master the paid search inside there. Take all of the data that you're finding out in paid search and all the keywords and then migrate them over into Facebook. Do the work inside Facebook. Great. Master Facebook. Then move on into Twitter. You might start in Twitter first and then move over into Facebook. Honestly, guys, there's no better time. And I get a little bit excited and passionate about it, but maybe I'm just a different animal. But c- come into the movement and, and, and just let's let's do it. You know, there's no better time. That leads us nicely into the next kind of part of the discussion is um, in terms of being that kind of animal, that entrepreneurial animal. What, what would you say is the winning mindset for being successful when it comes to e-commerce? How does someone need to think when it comes to approaching the business? I want to be the best at serving my customer. That is it. If you're the best at servicing, servicing your customer and focus on who you serve, each and every time it is how Amazon wins. Success leaves clues. How many times have we heard that through the books that we've read, Dan? But for, for, for the listeners who are, or are on today, I would definitely say that if you focus on who you serve, customer service for, on Amazon is just number one. The reason why people go back to Amazon is because if they've got a problem, they, they, they get refunded, so on and so forth. That's brand loyalty, it's brand trust. If you do the same and you treat your customers with the same respect, regardless of whether you're in information products, physical products, doesn't matter what you serve or what you do, you will never, ever, ever be able to outmaneuver or outsell customer service. What markets are you working in at the moment? Uh, <laughs> with what, 220 students and that are about to go into the 800 mark. I think I think I'm in pretty much every vertical right now. <laughs> wow. Um, but mostly mostly wow. e-commerce and I've got a lot of information products. But the listeners should know that I've went to from selling physical products or other branded products, third-party branded products rather, to private labeling to then invention. And my previous product that I built to a seven-figure brand across 26 countries inside 24 months was a sports bottle that I combined with storage inside the shaker bottle itself because 
everyone was looking f- going on about again this was looking at social signals and listening to what your consumers are talking about is that everybody was complaining about the ability to travel with your sports nutrition and take an exact serving so i invented a bottle that allowed you to do that and that just took off and exploded and again that was that that became a, a, a wholly online product just a complete movement to 100,000 social followers you name it i haven't been involved with that brand now for just over a year because it was acquired back in um, april 2015 but that's wow. how easy that you could this this can happen you can start off with just an idea in e-commerce all the way into to 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 to, to private labeling to finding and identifying an issue by listening to your consumer and then you move into product inventorship, and that's when you become really acquirable because you've got intellectual property. And, and don't get me wrong, guys, I, I've proven it. You can you can become acquirable by just selling private label products. I've did that also. So if you've got an if your if your customer service is strong enough and you've got the best game game face and game plan on inside your your niche and inside your marketplace, you become very attractive to to the other players that are in that field. I would say that's probably one of the distinct advantages of, of the, the e-commerce model is that ability to acquire. You know, a lot of the entrepreneurs I've had on the show are more of your personal brand type entrepreneurs where their name is the brand. Therefore, there's no saleability. You know, if you look at someone like Tony Robbins as a, as a, as a leadership or business guru, he is the brand. Yes, he may, if he wanted to, be able to sell the un- Unleash the Power Within brand, for example, or maybe some of his products. But really, the, the brand is him. But whereas in this, this business model, you can create a physical product brand, which gives you that opportunity then to, I guess, cash out by uh, this acquisition process that happens towards the end of the, 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 the life cycle that you've created. Well, well, for example, the business model in the next two years may exactly may change where we've got, and I know right now that there is consortiums out there who are looking to acquire the best players inside the Amazon space. So they're only going to acquire brands inside the Amazon space that have got a strong gameplay across the t- the entire internet, and that's socially, not just on Amazon. So building a business, a, a product business on Amazon, is a very acquirable space. But you have to make sure that you've got your game plan rock solid. And to, just to go back to what you were saying, Dan, you cannot automate success. You have to get the pickaxe out. You have to put in the hours. That's, that's an important lesson in, in, in any business model. It's just very interesting to hear how the, the strategies and the tactics are different from you know, some of the physical businesses to some of the, some of the, to the online businesses. It's really, uh, it's really interesting. And actually, I remember discovering the business model for the first time when I was back in my corporate career, when I was uh, looking to... Uh, exit the corporate environment. I read Four Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss, and read about his product that he'd uh, created. The brain, I think it was called Brain Quick, and I don't know if you've read the book or, yeah. or know the product, yeah. but he went he went on to be very successful. It's a great, show. That it's a great pro- recommendation of a book. Yes, and uh, how the success that he had with that product initially um, in creating his business, and um, it's always been fascinating to me in terms of the opportunity available in that space. And um, there's been some great lessons on on the, on the show. So. Uh, in terms of the future of uh, Amazon, what does what does the future look like? The future looks for, for Amazon is I think Amazon's going to move into bricks and mortar type environment for click and collect. I think click and collect wow. is going to play a major role in the speed of delivery for consumers. I think that even same day delivery, Amazon is testing that in London. I know that, and they're doing it in New York, and they're moving into all of those different foodie areas to try and test. You know your same day delivery, but I think click and collect will play a big 
what will play a big part in the movement of e-commerce. For example, I know that Sainsbury's recently purchased Argos for the click and collect purchase. Very interesting. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see how Walmart makes a play for Amazon's market who are already geared up for the click and collect process and already has its own fleet of vehicles as well. So it's really good to see Amazon getting a little bit of pressure from from other brands to, and a little bit of a fight back. So great from an e-commerce environment because that opens up multi-channels for us again to and more distribution points for us to sell more products. Absolutely. That's a, that's a gigantic distribution <laughs> channel. Huge, huge. Uh, just, uh, just the UK and the US, it's just, just crazy. But also for the end consumer, it just gives them different options in terms of how they like to receive their products. Again, and, uh, look, Dan, going back to what Amazon's model is, Amazon's about diversity. And people say, oh, Amazon could easily put, you know, all, buy all of our, buy the products and just set Amazon products. Amazon's got its own brand called Basics, Amazon Basics, and it sells household goods and different products, so on and so forth. And people are saying that Amazon's just gathering data and eventually going to call all of those products. It doesn't want that. It wants to be able to offer diversity to consumers, and consumers love diversity. So exactly and brilliant what you just says is consumers love diversity. And I think with the more channels that open up, you will see consumers voting with their with their credit cards and bouncing about the big brands. And Walmart has has a huge foothold. And people underestimate Walmart. I think Walmart is going to really make a play on the, in, in, the, in the click and collect and also for Amazon's marketplace very, very quickly. What I'm interested to know now, Michael, is a little bit about your kind of daily routine. What does a typical day look like in terms of your involvement in this type of business? T- typical is just plant. I'm structured very, very heavily on on diary. I've got to, I work out in the morning so that I've got no disruptions for the rest of the day. Come home, uh, get into the one-on-one coaching calls because I've got students all over the world. That can be all different times, and then I set a few hours aside to get if we're launching a new course get my live, my live calls ready. So it really just is working on a day-to-day basis and what happens. And typically, my live calls can be between Thursday and a Sunday and my coaching calls can be all the way throughout the week. So I really work with, with best time for my student partners as such for when's best for them. So I've got two different elements. I've got a virtual course environment where the times are pretty much set, but I've got one-on-one students that are high-growth students who I work hands-on with them and intricate, intricately work in engineer. Ta- ta- techniques and strategies for inside their businesses to spike sales. Wow, I, I bet it's changed quite a bit since when you were, you know, really, really focused on building the brands. But, How would a typical day look for someone starting a, a, an online e-commerce brand? What would their day? Pretty look much like? the same. You've just got to, if you train and you work out, get it done in the morning because something's going to just mess up your day. It's really going to, really going to piss you off if I'm allowed to say that. And then you're not going to go, you're not yeah. going to work out. So you're going to go home in a mood. And you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, so for example, you're not going to go to the gym thereafter. So I always recommend training in the morning, get that out of the way, sets you up for the rest of the day. But the, but being an e-commerce is exactly the same as like you say, I am my own brand as such. So uh, my day set up just as I was back when I was selling e-commerce. The, the only difference is, is that my, my footprint's different. I'm working in e-commerce and physical products with, with my student uh, and, 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 and brand partners as such, you know, so it's pretty much the same. So if you, if your, your guys are going into the e-commerce market, it will be about product research. It will be competitive analysis. When is my stock going to come in? Um, what, how long is it going to take me to turn around that stock? How fast can I sell it? <laughs> so they've got a lot to measure up on, but again, 
if they join the right course and the right movement, of course, but I would be delighted to have anybody who wants to send me a message and connect with me. I invite them all to do that. And I'll give them as much advice as I possibly can for free. And if they want to jump into to joining up the courses, then I'd be delighted to have them on board, Dan. Awesome. And in, t- in terms of the products itself, just as I'm curious, just, do you require to carry stock of your products or, or is it fulfilled directly point. by the Brilliant end? point. So uh, people have got this, this say, oh, you don't have to touch any stock and uh, Amazon FBA looks after everything. Yeah, of course they do. When you're about the 500 unit level, 5,000 unit level, maybe even at the 5,000 unit level, Amazon's a temperamental beast. Imagine the amount of stock that's in there of similar ASINs, which is products, for example. And if there's a, an issue with one product that gets knocked over that, that your product might get confused with, they can lock your entire inventory down until the, pro, the problem is solved. So you you have to have a game plan outside of Amazon, i.e. a distribution center in the US or in the UK that can drip feed your stock into Amazon so that you are risk averse going in. And this is where these other courses that are preaching you can send your stock straight from China and right into Amazon. Amazon has now got quantity restrictions because it's busting at the seams. So again, you've got that other hurdle to, to look at. And we've got a full network of distribution centers that we've worked, over, worked with over the last 10 years in e-commerce. But I think you're going to see a massive boom in FBA prep centers because it is an absolute steadfast requirement that you have a hub that you can work with because you are going to scale when you're working with the best and you're going to scale relatively quickly and you want those hubs in place that will hold your stock prep them and and drip feed your stock into amazon so if anything goes wrong and your listing gets shut down get shut down in amazon you've got your own website and you can start driving traffic from your facebook your pinterest your instagram and your twitter ads or your paid search ads in google so there's there's a lot of moving parts and uh I think, um, like any business, it's really critical that you get the right mentors. And um, who, who should they look for in a mentor? What's, what are the key characteristics they the should truth. look for? Dan, there's no two ways about it. Is this mentor giving me the truth? You know, is he telling me how it is? If someone wants to talk to you about numbers but doesn't really want to tell you the, the, the actual profit percentage in there, if someone says to you, you will make it with five grand, then that's just irresponsible. Because if they are the best at what they do, and I believe I'm in, I'm one of the best at what I do, then I'm going to increase your sales. And five grand, I'm going to tee you up for actually selling you out and just, just exhausting your capital. So therefore, you've then got an immediate problem of how do I replenish my second order? So I would say have enough savings behind yourself, have 15, 20,000 going into this business, start off with five grand going in, and making sure you've got enough money for paid search to play about with and give you that oxygen and, and, and that altitude level that you can recover if you if you make a few mistakes, because you will make mistakes when you're buying data, which is keyword data, and play around and, and get yourself in with the right movement and the right mentor and the right network and the right training and training that doesn't upsell you and take all of that capital because you want that capital. You want a little bit of skin in the game, a couple of thousand dollars, 3,000 for, for, for some training, and that's it. Make sure you get into that movement it's locked down, and, and if they are the best and all they care about is your results, they should give you all the training as part of that anyway because there's a bigger picture here, and that is about partnering with you long-term as your coach on potential products. Because I, I want to make the best marketers that are out there, Dan. I want to, I want to partner with my students. I want to say, let's do, a, let's do a couple of products together. Now, not a lot of marketers are going to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. That's their play. But my play is making the best squad I can get and 
become the best group of marketers and, 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 and go ahead because success in numbers, no one ever became a millionaire by being selfish. Not that I'm aware of anyway. Absolutely. So before we go to the very quick fire round the, to finalize, you've talked about working out being one of your kind of critical core drivers in the morning. What, what other habits do you um, indulge in to help you drive your own personal success forward? Good diet, really good diet, good support network, a great wife, um, understanding when to switch off, understand when to be a husband and when to be a dad. I've got two, two fantastic boys. So yeah, I mean, you've just got to get that balance right. And I think over time, you, you just get, as long as you're routined, then it can become pretty much second nature. Nobody, no books mm. can tell you how this thing's going to work. And certainly no mentor can tell you because everybody's daily life and structure, routine, school runs, sports are all different. <laughs> so so you, you, those will all take their own effect. But just regiment yourself and get into a routine and stick to the disciplinary part of your business and you should be fine. And you've, you've given a really clear indication in terms of the financial commitment to this type of business to get started. But in terms of a time commitment each day for someone getting started, how much can they expect to spend? Uh, you know, how many hours per week would it be necessary to get their business off the ground before they start scaling it to if the you're next a kind newbie. of six, seven figure level? If you're a newbie yeah. and you're coming into this business with a job, someone that's still got a, 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 a nine to five, two, three, four hours at night, two, three hours at night, this should be enough for you to pick your way through this and do it right, do it correct. Two or three hours, definitely. I mean, it is as much as that. Two hours, really. If you if you can only do two hours, then fine. Um, but really, again, it just it just goes again down to the individual of how fast they pick things up and how quick they learn and how hungry they want it. Really, so it could be one, two, or three hours. Really, it's just it just down to the individual and how bad they want it. Great stuff. And coming to the final round now, Michael, I've got three three questions for you, quick fire questions. The first is, if you were to start your entrepreneurial journey all over again with everything that you already know now, what would be the first thing that you would do to get started? Um, I would surround myself with the best mentors, which you've just mentioned. <laughs> uh, I would make sure that I learn and study and test and measure continuously. To start the entrepreneurial journey is understanding the power of relationships and valuing them. Never, ever cut corners and try and get towards success by climbing over someone because you, these relationships is what's, what catapults you now because so, social media is so tight. And honestly, now, guys, it's just all about relationships and results and being, and being real and doing the right thing. And the second question is, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever personally received? Is to, is to value relationships. I was really selfish, Dan, when I, when I started out in business. I didn't really come into my own until I was about 35, and I'm 39 now. I'm 14 December. I can't believe I'm saying that. I think I'm going to turn into <laughs> Kevin Spacey when I hit that. I'll get the old red Corvette and all that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I remember sitting with a mentor and a good friend of mine, John Patterson, and he was my business partner at the time and that was before we got acquired and he's like you, you know you need to start focusing on relationships more because he's seen how hungry I was just to get success I was all about the sale and I was all about building the business quickly and I didn't really care about the consequences and he started to train my mind into understanding that these people you're trampling over are potential acquirers you know do the right thing be aggressive and go after the customer, but never do anything that's going to detriment anybody. And I, I think you can take from that what you will, but really do it, do it above board, do it, 
do it white hat, don't cut corners. Growth hack, by all means, there's a difference between, you know, white hat and, and growth hacking and black hat and all that sort of stuff. But really, in all honesty, guys, value the importance of relationships because that is what can create exits time and time and time again. Great stuff. And the final question is, what does it mean to be unstoppable to you? What does it mean to be unstoppable is focus on your goals. And if you can dream it, you can do it. I love it. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you today. There's been some absolute real golden nuggets. And, you know, this, this is the first time we've had a conversation in terms of the e-commerce business model on this on the podcast. I'm really pr- pleased to be able to bring this to the audience. And I'm sure there's going to be lots and lots of people who are really interested in finding out more. So how can how can someone find out more about your work, Michael? What's the best way for people to connect with you? They can get me on Twitter. You? I suppose you knew I was going to say that. Was, <laughs> that's Michael Devlin at Mass Conversion is the username handle name rather uh, you can get me on linkedin where you'll find out all about my my, my previous stuff uh, all my background and everything is on linkedin which is michael devlin connect with me on there and of course i invite everybody to connect with me on facebook which is michael devlin you'll find me if you don't get a chance to send me a friend request because i think i've got four and a half thousand friends in there send me a direct message and i'll send you a friend request and we can work it that way Great stuff. And I, I remember before the show, I put a note up saying that the uh, the Sons of the Amazon is probably the best named course I've ever come across <laughs> with uh, being, a big, a big, being a big fan of the Sons of Anarchy show. <laughs> so uh, being a former motorcycler myself. So um, uh, how can someone find out about the launch of that course? Is that out already? Is that something people can be taking part we, in? We launched the webinar. It's a, a closed, pretty much a, an intricate webinar. There's only 200 spaces available and we've only got 53 spaces left, which we've reserved for people who want to jump on the webinar. We are doing a whole ton of education for free on the webinar, so I invite everybody just to join it. Anyway, you will get the links on my, my LinkedIn account. You'll get my links on for to join the webinar inside Twitter and also on Facebook. And, of course, you can sign up for um, the, the invite once you get the links and you see them, guys. You can just jump in there and get if you If you miss out on this run, then don't worry, we'll be opening up again in about eight weeks. So Sons of Amazon, where we'll take you on a 12-month journey. And again, you'll be, you can come into that course at any point and go right through the entire journey from start to finish. And I'm the only coach on Amazon that's actually jumped in, put his money where his mouth is and started 10, 10 products with his own students from scratch to show you how it's done. It's been a fascinating journey listening to your story, Michael. And I think the, the key thing I've taken away, you know, in terms of what your course offers is, you know, you're road tested. You've you've gone there. You've been there. You've you've had the hard knocks. You've built the brands from scratch to seven figures. You've sold brands. I think if someone is going to invest in a mentor, it's important to have that class uh, of tra- track record. Yeah, so all the links to as well, Dan, way back in the early days. So I've been there. I've done it, and and I I, I got bust twice by pushing the envelope. So um, and and I, and I st- I continue to push the envelope. So it's important everybody understands there's no such thing as failure. It's just learning what not to do the next time. <laughs> I had two shots at learning what not to do. <laughs> that goes to show you Absolutely. how much I was um, pushing the envelope, right? <laughs> well, all the all the, all the all the top entrepreneurs have been there, and um, yeah, it's the best it's the, it's the best way to learn. So, um, all the the links that we've talked about today uh, will be in the show notes to today's episode. So, do check those out. I just want to thank you again for your time today, Michael. It's been an incredible interview, incredibly fascinating, and. Um, uh, please do reach out to Michael if you have interest in this business model. There's uh, some great stuff going on right now with the Sons of, Anarchy, uh, Sons of Amazon <laughs> product. Sorry. <laughs> um, so check out the show notes for, for all that information. And, and, and thanks again to Michael for a and great Dan, show. Thanks very much to you and the listeners for making me unstoppable. And um, best of luck to everybody and no matter what they do. Thank you, Michael. I want to extend my gratitude for taking the time out to be on the show. 
Michael has created some absolutely mind-blowing success stories on Amazon, an area which I've not personally explored from a business perspective, so I found today's show absolutely fascinating. Please do check out the show notes for all the resources mentioned during the show. Go to www.danjgregory.com forward slash 31. Coming up next week, you'll have the opportunity to learn from Mr. Reg Lenny. Reg Lenny is a world-renowned, multi-award winning health and lifestyle coach who has a client list that looks like a list of Oscar nominees, including the likes of Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, and Gerard Butler. Reg supports some of the most powerful world leaders from royal families to corporate executives and Hollywood's elite while they prepare for roles in business, in movies, TV shows, and in the boardroom whilst also maintaining a balance in their real life. Reg is passionate about helping people to develop extraordinary levels of physical and mental performance. In next week's episode, I'm excited to share some incredible content where we discuss Reg's 10 keys to ultimate health. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave me an honest review, and head over to unstoppablepodcast.com for all the latest episodes. Now it's time for you to unleash your greatness, build your empire, and live your ultimate life. You are unstoppable.